1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church
0: of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from of Word of Faith, the Word Church.
1: And we just want to remind everybody, beginning February 3rd, we will be going to five days a week. Right yes, now it's been yes. Tuesday through Thursday, as you know. We will, thankfully, the Lord has allowed for us to be on the air Monday through Friday, 12 o'clock, same time, but just be every day of the week. And we just want to thank, once again, all the people that have supported us financially. And as we make this move, we really covet your prayers that you would pray for this ministry. And then if the Lord would have you to um, give to this ministry, we'd really appreciate that also. You will hear the PO address at the end of the show. If you get yourself ready that you might write that down, we would covet whatever help that you could give to us.
0: And remember, you are helping to make it happen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been speaking this week on uh, the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Basically, whatever you allow, he said, will be, heaven's got your back. Whatever you don't allow. So when we understand in the natural keys lock and unlock things, so he, God desires to give us understanding. And in one verse of scripture, he said, it is the father's good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. And then, of course, Jesus always talked about mysteries of the kingdom. Well, mysteries are secrets, hidden truths. But he says, I'm going to give you the keys to unlock these hidden truths And then you use those keys. Once you got the revelation or the understanding of how to use these keys in this particular kingdom called the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom from heaven, you use those and you'll be successful here on earth. Because that's my will is that my kingdom would come and that my will will be done here on earth as it's done in heaven. So God wants his people, and Jesus said it again, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So in order to live the abundant life, you have to know how to use the keys of the kingdom. Because remember, we're in this world, but not of this world. So, and he said, I pray to Father that he won't take you out of the world, but he keep you from the evil one. And again, once we start utilizing those keys to successful living here on earth, we'd be kept from the evil one. And and we talked about the keys. We're going to quick review on those keys. That first one is faith. And the scripture said, "Without faith, it's impossible please God." And I like to define faith a little bit because I've been meditating on this, and God's just given me a greater revelation. Faith is basically trust and confidence in what God said in right. His you Word. You
1: believe what God said, yeah, yeah,
0: and you acted on His word. So that, and then the second key we talked about was love. And the Bible said, "God is love." And then the scripture also said, "Without love, faith won't work." So you need really both of those keys to help get into the kingdom. Successfully, and then that's that 's uh, that that third key we 've been talking about this week is called forgiveness, and we know we 've been forgiven, so that so we have to extend and use that key throughout our whole life now that 's got a key. And I guess Jesus said, use that key 70 times (laughs) 7. They only wanted to use it 7 times. He said, no, this one you're going to have to use a whole lot right here. (laughs) Well,
1: Peter said 7 times. He thought he was really doing a lot. And when we think about it, most people, we don't give 7 chances to.
0: Right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah, he says, so 70 times 7. So that just tells me I need to use this key a whole lot because this key right here is really going to. And we went to all the scriptures yesterday on... You know, he says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe, you receive, and you'll have them. Mark eleven twenty four. And then in verse twenty five, he said, and if you have anything against anybody, you need to forgive them. So all these things Jesus said, and then after he said it, he talked about forgiveness. And and Jesus, he said it more than one time. He talked about something, then he went into forgiveness right after that. And we know God's forgiven us. And he tells us even after we're born again in first John 1 9, he tells us, this is for Christians if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all righteousness. That's for us. So I tell people I'm, I'm constantly asking God for forgiveness because throughout a 24 hour day, all kind of thoughts go through my head. I may have actions or attitude that probably wasn't pleasing to the father, but I want to stay cleansed. So I'm going to him and asking him for forgiveness. That's part of Proverbs three, five acknowledging him in all your ways. So and when I go to him, because that's what faith is, confidence in God. This is the confidence that we have in him. Whatever we ask, He, according to his word, he hears us and he gives us those petitions. So when I'm going to ask for forgiveness, because I know that's his will to forgive, I have to have some confidence in that forgiveness. So with that, I have to be mindful to extend that forgiveness to others constantly.
1: Well, you know... The interesting thing is, is that when he says in Matthew 18, he says, If you if your brother has sinned against you, you go to them. He also says that if you realize that you have sinned against your brother, you go to them. And so it's always a question of relationship. So we realize that we have sinned against our brother, we're at the altar. That's the example that he uses. We're at the altar to give our offering. He says, and you would just remember that you have done something to your brother, leave your offering at the altar go be reconciled with your brother, and then come back and do your offering. And we, we we talked about that yesterday, and what is important to remember always is in both those situations, he says, go to your brother. So if they sin against you, you go to them and tell them. If you sin against them, you go to them and speak to them. We, the world... System is you go tell everybody else. The world system is you go gossip about what the person did. You go tell everybody you know what they did. Or if you realize that it was you, the world says, "Oh, you don't want to humble yourself. You don't want to debase yourself. You don't. You got to keep your pride. You don't want to go to them and admit that you did wrong. You don't want to go to them and and ask for forgiveness." But God says, in both those situations, we go to the other person. God is interested in people's relationships relationships are so important and God is vitally interested in our relationships. This is why he talks to us about when there's needs to be forgiveness. This is how you go about it was we talked about love before that we're to love our neighbor as ourself. We're to love others as God loved us. All these things go to relationship. Faith goes to the relationship that we have with God. Once we have that relationship established, then all the other relationships in our lives will be will benefit. They will not suffer. I've talked to people. You should love God more than you love your wife. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you should love your husband more than you love. You should, or you love, should love God, God more you than you love, love your husband. Right. And people say, "Well, that's not right because then my husband or wife's taking second place." And I say, "If you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, that will not take away from your love of your husband." It will add to the love you have for your husband. Same way if you're a man. If you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, that will add to the love you have for your wife. That will add to the love. So loving God first does not take away from our love to others. Loving God first adds to our love of others. You can't love your enemy on your own. That's not our human nature, but... It's when we love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, and his love is flowing through us, now all of a sudden I am able to love my enemy when before I could not
0: do it. And now I can love my wife. The way way you're supposed to. Right, right, right. Well, back to what the scripture says, with God, all things are possible. So what's the opposite? Without God, nothing's possible, so we have to always use that. And I, and as you were speaking, I was thinking of another key that we'll be discussing down the line. And it's Romans twelve two about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's another key to live successfully in the kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Because we were talking about the world teaches you this. But the kingdom says, don't be conformed to the world. That's one of the keys. Don't be conformed to the world. Do it this way. Because if you... Do it the world's way, you're going to get the world's results.
1: Yeah, that's why half the marriages in this country end in divorce. That's the world's
0: results. Right. Now, if you do it God's way, you will get the God or the kingdom results. And remember, we were just saying on the way in here, I'd rather be a God-pleaser than a man-pleaser. Because my desire, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So as I'm a God-pleaser, I keep delighting him. And the Bible says, as I uh continue to humble myself under God's mighty hand I meaning be a god please do a god he'll exalt me he'll promote me so God wants to promote you and increase you but he's only going to do it according to his system that he already set up and all we have to do as Christians is just get in line with the system Right, I, that's what I found. It's really easy. Just yeah. th- get in line.
1: We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't, we don't I, have so. to figure all this out. God has given us the Holy Spirit that we might understand exactly what it is and, that He's talking about. And then He about. sent
0: Jesus on the earth to demonstrate it.
1: And then the Holy Spirit comes to live in us.
0: Right, that same Christ Spirit that and you, raised the hope Christ of glory. And the scripture says in Romans eight, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. See, so
1: we don't. I, I'm not alone trying to figure this out. God didn't say, all right. Pastor Richard, you're on your own. Do the best you can. Try to figure all this out. Try to live right. No, he says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all
0: truth. Back to what I said earlier, with God, all things are possible. You have to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is in you and he's here working with me. So I can do... The world can't do. See, the world can't do this because that spirit that raised Christ from the dead is not living in them. Especially if you—Jesus said— The things of
1: God make no sense to them. Right, and
0: Jesus said, unless one is born again, he cannot see or know the kingdom of God. You have to be born again first in order to even receive this type of understanding or revelation. So you got to get in the family. Last
1: night we were were looking at our church in Romans chapter 1 when Paul, as he writes to them, he says, To all in Rome who are loved by God— and called to be saints, right before that he says, who are called to belong to Christ Jesus. We forget, I think, as Christians, sometimes we belong to Christ Jesus. That is not a negative connotation. That belonging is we are his children, and we have all these promises that he's given to us because we belong to him. And
0: we got to always remember that.
1: And, and they're always good. So I'm, we need to remember, I'm living today as a child of God. I'm living today as a saint. He calls me a saint now the world and and we had quite a discussion about this last night. The world's misconception of a saint is mm-hmm. a saint is either they're just perfect. <laughs> a saint somehow is absolutely perfect. And so you say man they they're a saint. That just means that they they've done nothing wrong and they would never do anything. So,
0: you know, you're a saint. Right. I'm a saint.
1: And then some churches Make people saints. The man right. makes saint, them a saint. St. John, St. Vincent. Right. A man says, okay, they've done something and now we're going to make them a saint. So we get this misconception of what a saint is. God says anybody who is a part of the family of God, a believer in Jesus Christ, is a saint. Mm-hmm. So as I live my life and everybody listening, as we live our life, we need to remember we belong to God, we are his children. We have all of the promises that he has given to us, and they are always good, and we are saints. How would a child of God live? Would a child of God want to live according to the world, or would a child of God want to live according to God? And we have that everyday
0: choice to make. And we have so many scriptures, and I was just reminded, Ephesians, he says, be imitators of God as dear children. He tells us, imitate your heavenly father. And again, you said it earlier, in the kingdom, in the household, in the family of God, it's about relationship. That's why we call him Abba Father. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters, Brother Richard. And I have to do that because the world wants to conform you and keep you from not speaking the way God commands us to speak. He says, you know, speak to each other this way. When you get in the kingdom, your conversation should change. I'm always reminded of who I am in Christ and how to address other believers. I'll say brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so just because I want to constantly be reminded that we are in relationship now. We're in the family of God. And also, uh, we do this every Sunday at our services. We declare, uh, you know, we raise up our Bible and say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. And the Bible says we've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus, and we're not our own. We belong to him. And here's the key. That's another key. Meditation. You, that's, we'll talk about that one as we go through this year, too. You have to meditate on God's word, you, meaning you got to start thinking about what he said about you in your situation. Because here's the deal. You're always, you're going to, that's why God says, scripture says, think on these things, Whatsoever things is good. Because God knows you're always going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if I'm thinking about what God said constantly, that's the direction I'm going to move in. But if I'm thinking about what the world says constantly, well, I guess that's the direction because that's the law. You're going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts.
1: Yeah, And if anybody doesn't believe that, just think about the last time you were watching television and a food commercial came on. And you got hungry and went to your refrigerator to see what you had to eat. All of a sudden, the thought came to you, food. And now and you moved. I'm hungry <laughs> and I was moved
0: to well, get up. And that's a whole other teaching on television because if you break down the word, and that's why you got to be mindful why you, what you're allowing to come in. Because break it down, tell a vision. The devil's always trying to tell you a vision. But here it is. You got to get in God's word or watch some Christian tell a vision because God wants to tell you a vision too, to move towards his way. Cause you're going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So whatever you're thinking on mostly, that's the direction you're going to move in. If you're thinking on how the doctors report about being sick and you didn't receive that and believe that, and then you start meditating on it. Well, that's the direction you heard. But if you get the word on it by his stripes, I'm healed. I've been redeemed from the curse. Any sickness, disease, germ virus, or valley that touches my body dies instantly. You start meditating on what God said about in, in all the scriptures on Jesus' healing. Well, I guess that's the direction you'll go. So, and, and that's the understanding as a man thinks it <laughs> or believes in his heart, so is he. So that's what we got. We got to start using these keys to the kingdom. But we want to get back on the key of forgiveness <laughs> because this is the last day on that forgiveness. So, yeah. But see, it's
1: a, it's as we listen to God. It's as we realize who we are, that we're children of God and all his promises are good. It's as we realize the Holy Spirit is alive in us, that's how we're able to forgive. We can't forgive on our own. No, Our own human nature is not to forgive. Well, our human nature is to stand <laughs> up for our rights. I've got to demand my rights.
0: Well, it's back to crucifying the flesh daily. The flesh wants to ride The Bible says walk in the spirit. Ooh, walk by the word of God, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, the flesh that the flesh represents that old sin nature. It always wants to do what it wants to do. It's selfish. Me, 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 me. The spirit, my rights, my rights, my rights. But the spirit rights. says, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Choose others over yourself, or Esteem others. Esteem others yourself. over yourself, yeah. And, and Jesus said, I was just reading the scripture, Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? <laughs> right. and Jesus arguing started, even right in front right, of Jesus. Right. And Jesus Jesus started talk, talk, talking to them about servanthood, who, he who serves the most. <laughs> and they was like, serve? I got to serve. And he said, yeah, I, I didn't come to be served, but I, I came to serve. So we have to always prefer others over ourselves. And, and that's living by the Spirit. And again, you got to crucify your flesh because your flesh wants to do, it's been conformed to this world and it wants to stay there. You know, we want to stay where it's comfortable and not with God. God's going to always move you from the comfortable to the uncomfortable. And you just got to let him stretch you and take you there. So you have to tell people, you have to forgive people. You have to do that. And But once, here's the deal, Richard, once you start practicing that, and the Bible tells us to practice righteousness, once you start practicing forgiving or practicing righteousness, you gets, it gets easier. You get better at it. Now you're starting to humble yourself, and, and it just gets better. And, See, God does and,
1: and I love the word that you use there, humble yourself. Because once again, I'm convinced that one of the biggest reasons why so many people either can't forgive or don't want to forgive is pride. It's a pride Ooh. that we don't like to admit, but we are taught in this country from birth we have certain rights, and nobody can take those rights away from us. And then our society is kind of built on pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps and taking mm. care of yourself. And But what happens is we take that over into our spiritual life to where... I don't want to have to debase myself to you because I'm not lower than you. I'm not less than you. And if I lower myself and ask for you to forgive me, that's admitting that I'm wrong. That's admitting that that somehow I'm not as good as you in some people's yeah. minds. And we have got to get past the idea of guarding our pride and protecting our pride. Yes, I messed up. That's a hard thing for people to say. I made a mistake. I should not have said that. I should not have done that. Please forgive me. Those are hard words for most people to say because it goes right to our pride. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to admit I was wrong.
0: What did the scripture say about, uh, that? I think it said something about God loves the humble but resist the pride. Yeah. The prideful. So, again... It's all about the Word of God. It's all about not just being a hearer only, but a doer. You know, we have to start meditating on God's Word and actually doing it. And I tell people, if you actually do it, you'll get the benefits. You have to not want to do it your way and say, oh, I've always been like this. Well, don't be like that because you're a representation of Christ. You're a new creation now. Old things are past. All things become new. You're able to forgive. We talked about that because Jesus said, Scripture says, The love of God has been poured out in our hearts or in our spirits by his Holy Spirit. And we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. So now we can do all these things. We can do what we previously couldn't do because now Christ in us, the hope of glory. We can do that. Greater is he that's in us. We can do that. You just have to go ahead and step out and just do it. Get out of the boat, Peter. Peter got out of the boat. Everybody else in the boat was saying, Peter, you can't do that. Remember, Jesus was the example. Jesus was doing it. And Peter said, Lord, let me do this, too. Now, we can relate that to forgiveness, too. Lord, let me forgive, too. Jesus, What Jesus said, no, 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 you old fleshly. No, Jesus said, come on out. Peter got out the boat. What do you think the other guys in the boat were saying? <laughs> they were probably talking about, other, man, we don't Whoa. do that. <laughs> no, Peter didn't listen to them because he wanted to be a God pleaser. He got out of the boat and started walking on the water, and a lot of people want to say, "Well, yeah, he sank." Well, he didn't drown because Jesus still reached his hand out and 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 saved him. And that's where we are, you know. He's always with us. He's walking with us constantly, and he's he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So when we do things according to his will, he backs it up. Heaven backs it up. So it's to our benefit. And again, this show is about faith, called faith on fire. It's our, it's our desire to ignite your faith on fire and get you to be not just a hearer only, but a doer of the word. And, and we're speaking to ourselves. When we're here on this broadcast, we're, 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 preaching to ourselves too, because we're, we're called to exhort one another and to encourage, encourage one another. And that's why we do this broadcast together to encourage ourselves and, and the listeners too, because we want to be pleasing to the Father and we want to be an example. Scripture says, let your light so shine. When people of the world see us forgiving one another, because Jesus said, by this, all men will know that you and my disciples are because of the love or forgiveness that you have for one another. So we have to, again, be hearers and doers.
1: You know, forgiveness is mentioned so many times in the Bible over and over and over because God knew we'd have so many chances to forgive. Life is just—we rub against each other, right? And— and I tell people all the time, you just rub against people all the time, and sometimes hurt feelings happen. Sometimes things are said. Sometimes things are done. God knew that would be the case.
0: He's all-knowing.
1: He, he, he didn't think, you know what, they're just all going to be perfect, because he knows we are but dust. He knows who we are.
0: You don't say, I didn't see that one coming.
1: <laughs> but I mean, he knew that we would have plenty of opportunity to forgive each other, that this would happen between husbands and wives. It happens between siblings. It would happen between parents and children, children and parents, co-workers. He knew that this was just the way life would work, that things would be said, things would be done, and there would be opportunity to forgive or opportunity to hate or opportunity to hold a grudge, or opportunity to try to get even. And he says, vengeance is mine. Don't worry about trying to get even with people. Don't worry about how you're going to get revenge on people. He says, vengeance is mine. I will take care of all of that. You don't even need to worry about that because I've got it under control. And so we are free to forgive people. Because I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to them. I don't have to worry about trying to get even. I don't have to worry about any of that. Because God is the one who is going to take care of all those things in the end. And so somebody says something to you, you don't have to retaliate. You don't have to try to get even. Somebody does something, you don't have to do something back. We see all these things escalate. not road rage, you know, somebody gets cut off, and the next thing you know, somebody's shooting at somebody. <laughs> These things just escalate because nobody wants to to just say, you know what, I forgive that. I'm gonna let it go.
0: And I was just looking at the scripture as you was talking about vengeance, Romans twelve, sixteen. Uh it says, uh, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not he called us beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath: for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. If your enemy is hungry, feed him; is he if he is thirsty, give him a drink: for in doing so you will reap coals of fire over his head. Verse twenty-one: Do not be do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There it is.
1: Now I also want to admonish people <laughs> to be careful because I know people say, "Well, I'm going to be good to my enemies, so they get heaping coals placed on their head." No, don't make that. A, don't make that, that the reason that you <laughs> that's, be. Uh, that's not what we're well, doing. Do it
0: to be pleasing to the Lord. He right. just told you, "I'll hand Basically, he's saying, paraphrase: "I'll handle that. I'll take care you of it. You just do it my way again. Just right. back to kingdom you way. Just
1: love them, right?" You do what I tell you to do. I will take care of all of that. Mm-hmm. That all of all of the working out the way it should be, I will do. And you know all what? I, I, I've
0: allowed this, and, and I've seen God do His thing. So, right? He, I mean, all we have to do is what God says, and, and it works. And He tells us in Romans twelve, the latter part about renewing the mind that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. And, and again, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And, uh, just remember as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.